Okay, welcome my friends. This is another one of our Thursday at 11 a.m. QT chats. And what we love about these chats is it gives us an opportunity to stay really fresh and really connected with each other and with what tutoring looks like right now. Um, so at the moment here in the room, we have Claire and Kamal. And what's interesting is that the different specialisms and the different backgrounds give us an opportunity to talk about what tutoring looks like um, for each of us today. Kamal and Claire and I have just had a little bit of a chat, so I have a bit of a head start on this conversation. So there are two things that I want to explore today. One is, how did your students do? And what does that mean for you? And the other is, what does next year look like already? And um, how can you set yourself up for success from next year? Does that sound like two good topics to be discussing this week? Awesome. So let's, um, Claire, if you could give me a sense, please, of how, how your students did this year. Um, so I had an A-level student who got the grade he wanted, so that's good. Um, a GCSE student who um, the parents said they definitely did better because of my help was one mark short of the grade that they want. Uh -huh. um, they, they have got the five, they wanted a six. Uh -huh. um, and the school is going for a remark. So, cross fingers across three exam papers. Hopefully, they can find one mark. Yeah, the number of times I say to students, you know, it's worth memorizing this or learning this or learning that because it's worth one mark, and one mark is the difference between one grade and another. Um. So yeah, it's she was devastated, but it seems like the end of the world when you're sixteen. So it's reassuring her that it's not. But otherwise, generally, people got what they wanted, which is good. Fantastic. And Kamal, you just mentioned to me one of your students, business studies. Will you tell us a bit about her, please? Oh, yes. Uh, she, she has uh, Asperger's. And uh, so she had to uh, stop going to her uh, one of the schools. She, she, she couldn't uh, deal with the stress. And so I was just helping her, and she, so she was doing badly in, in all her subjects. But I worked with her on business studies, and then she went to another school, a more specialist school. And in the first uh, uh, test that they had, she got she came second uh, in the class. And then I just heard last week that uh, she did her GCSEs, and she got an eight. So, so it's uh, from 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 very low. Uh, low level to 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 to, uh, to doing so well so um, I, mean, I, I was saying it's it's uh, it's the Vingotsky thing because the parents it comes down to parent support so there's so much you that as, as tutors you can do but you do need the, the the parent parental support as well so if you've got that you know it makes makes a big difference um, that's right that's uh, right that's and then right. another one uh, he 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 I had to. I didn't. I didn't take him to this whole course, but he he, he did. At least he, he passed, and uh, he got a four. So he he has ADHD. So he got a four when he passed. So uh -huh. you know, the small small things are big. Uh, they, they may be small for us, but you know, especially when they have um, the disadvantage, they have the difficulties. You know, other conditions. It's an achievement for them, and they don't have the school support. So we 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 are providing all that uh, for them. 
That was a beautiful summary of, the, of your students. Thank you so much. Um, Risa and Helen, just to catch you up, these QT conversations have turned into a really lovely open forum discussion that are live streamed. And the topics for today are, how did your student, how did your students do now that we've been through exam weeks? And what does that mean for you? Um, is the first half of the conversation. And if we have time, we will go on to what does next year look like it's shaping up to be. Helen, would you mind telling us a bit about how your students did, please? Uh, yeah, so they all got what they needed. Oh. <laughs> they wanted in one case, but enough that they were able to go on and do the apprenticeship that they want to do, but it wasn't quite uh, as good as they'd hoped to do in the exam. But everybody else uh did amazingly under the strange conditions we've had over the last few years yeah congratulations yes it's your yeah so i think that's exactly the point you know kamal says congratulations the question is what does it mean to you how they've done it means uh, personally it means i can do my job it means i'm actually doing it well uh, it's a reassurance that I'm not just uh, talking nonsense, which after some conversations I've had recently, yeah, Helen talks, Helen's quirky. This is the word <laughs> we're using at the moment. Helen is quirky. Um, so it, it's validating. It's I think. validating. I think that's the word. It means, I mean, I know that I can do my job. I know that I can do this well. Um, and I know others know that I can do this well, but it's 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 validating. It means, yes, you are doing it. Yes, you can show other people that you're doing it. Um, it's evidence um, as well. So, yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I think, um, you know, because you're using this distinction between what they needed and what they wanted. Um, of course, Risa, thanks for joining us. Because you're using this distinction between what you needed and what you wanted. Um, I think it's interesting that. Of course, the social and emotional support, as well as the exam outcomes, which are the, the problem with exam outcomes is that they're so easy. You know, like we say that once, a, you know, when a school has Ofsted, it's so easy to read the grading that you don't actually go ahead and read the explanation behind the grading and that, you know, the, the, the information about the reports. So in the same way with learners, with children, we get the exam grade and we forget to actually look at the whole child. And we as tutors need to remember that we have to speak to the whole child in order to help them with their exam grades. And, and there's a sort of, you know, if they hadn't got what they wanted or needed, but you'd felt like they built confidence, what would that mean in terms of validation? Well, that's, that's it, isn't it? It's particularly, uh, so I'm maths, I tutor maths. Um, for a lot of people, they come in not confident in maths and not being necessarily supported at home with confident mathematicians. A lot of parents go to me, oh, I can't help them in this case. Um, so to be able to build their confidence, even if they didn't quite do it this time, it means they have to have another go that they're not quite so anxious or quite so scared of the maths. They know they can do it. Um, so in that sense, it's validating the effort. It's validating the, um, the emotion not to be scared. I can't think what that yeah, is. Well, the progress really, isn't yeah. it? That social and emotional area. Clara, what are your thoughts about what does it mean to you, what your, what your students get? 
Um, it's the same as Helen was saying, also as a maths tutor, the word confidence comes up so often. Yeah. And, and one of the things that um, sort of frustrates me a little bit is if somebody is unable to read, they won't tell you. They'll hide the fact that they can't read and um, they'll get strategies in place, good memory, all of that sort of thing. But people that can't do maths are almost proud to say, oh, I can't do maths. I could never do maths at school. And it doesn't have that same... That's really insightful. Yeah, I, I just think... I wouldn't say that about why English. Why are people not ashamed that they can't do maths? I'm not saying you should be ashamed of it, but I'm just saying, why is that distinction different between maths and English? You wouldn't oh, say it about literacy. That's what Claire's saying. She's saying that if somebody can't read, they won't brag about it or make a joke of it. Yeah. And we talk about functional skills in maths as equivalent to functional skills in English. But it could be because there's elements of the maths curriculum that just don't feel necessary. That's speaking as a non-mathematician. It is speaking as a primary <laughs> and an English person. But yeah. And that's a rabbit hole to go in. <laughs> Even with the math community, you don't want to go down. Well, we do them. Um, so I, I was talking last week about um, how I'm creating resources and doing um, like the passive income thing. And at the moment, I'm doing some videos and I've decided that I it's not that I don't like my voice, that's the wrong way to put it, but when you're with a whiteboard on an iPad and you've got to press this button and change to a straight line tool and be describing it all at the same time, as a presentation in a video, it doesn't come across very well. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a bit of fun, let's get into Blender and learn how to do animation. And I have been staggered at the amount of maths that's in it. Um, because you're working with 3D animation, plans and elevations, X, Y, and Z axes, Physics as well. rotations, all of this sort of thing. And, and looking at that and thinking kids that want to get into animation, it's also in 3D design, it's in architecture, it's in um, doing any sort of artwork, computerised artwork. Um, if you want to get into gaming and you're doing the animation for gaming, that it's amazing. I have been absolutely staggered. And that is another validation of maths is important. That's awesome. And Kamal, you'll say the same thing about business um, and finance, won't you? Yes, exactly. It, it's, you know, it's also just, just being able to, you know, to think uh, analytically. That's the thing. It's not just learning things. Uh but it's the important thing is to think outside the outside the box as well. So I mean, uh, um, I have students who may not know about um, about the theory about business, but they can think, you know, and use the practical uh, knowledge as well. So the the, the, the experience and, and that, that all makes a big difference being. So I mean, maths, you know, not every, I agree. You know, I disagree with you. I mean, you say, oh, it's useless, but you know, but it's, <laughs> Learning the thinking skills, you know, being able to whether you're 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 doing sort of simultaneous equations. I mean, when was the last time you used it? But it, you know, being able to use the skills 
And uh, that's what I think it's with, with the difference between I find between maths and English, you know, in, with English, everyone speaks English. So even if you don't know the grammar, you can still get by with, with maths. It's like building blocks, you know, it's being the one on the other. So if one, one, one piece is not there, all the other pieces will not, will not flow. So, so what does where the anxiety comes from? Yeah, I, I just make sure they understand the basics. And as I just say, you know, getting, getting the mastery. Yeah. So don't get just get something uh, right, but aim to get uh, you that way you can't get things wrong. And and that that's really an eye opener for the for my, my students and the parents when I say that you know you want I want to get mastery, then they appreciate the value of you know practice and things like that. Oh, that's really really nice. So um, I was out of line. I apologize. And Claire, your insight about why would you say it about maths when you would never say it about literacy, I think is really, really interesting. But so again, to drive back to that point about building confidence is part of our job. But at, on exam week, we have this really, really tangible way to prove our competency as tutors. And in a way, there's nowhere to hide because a class teacher has all these different layers and expectations and basically all year long we spend time talking about why tutoring is more effective than teaching and I wonder whether this week of the year when we're looking at exam grades and we are scrutinized by our exam grades it sort of leaves us with a really clear picture of our own efficacy our own success does it feel a little bit uncomfortable? I have to say with the exams every year, I mean, I've been tutoring since 2016. Every year I ask the students in advance of the exams or their parents to contact me to give me their grades. But um, if they don't contact me, I'm reluctant to get in touch with them in case it's bad news. Right. So it's almost self-censorship there. I'm only getting the ones they tell me and they're more likely really to tell me the positive news than the negative news. Goodness me, that's <laughs> Helen, you're nodding away. I hate that. Like that. <laughs> I was on holiday this year and I woke up on the Thursday morning at GCSEs and went, <laughs> OK, <laughs> and sort of braced myself. <laughs> For what was coming and the early ones that came in were the early wins yeah. with the, the really proud parents or the students themselves yes I did it uh, and then I did later in the afternoon after the initial flush of exam euphoria and disappointment depending on results uh, I did send a message around just saying uh, I hope you've got the results that you wanted uh, this afternoon um, you've done really well something so I can't remember the exact phrasing but I left it till the afternoon so that it wasn't me trying to intrude into them and to give them time to process what they needed um, because they could very well have come back and said I didn't quite do it this time Helen have you got any more space <laughs> uh, have another go because it's maths we've got a September we've got a November reset oh very good uh so yeah but it's really I, I dithered over that email for ages to say yeah. what do I say how do I say it to yeah. fight because I want to know I want to know how they did and I want to congratulate them for doing what they did even if it wasn't what they wanted yeah. they still did and their GCSE in maths um which if I asked Julia if she wanted to do her GCSE in maths again now <laughs> you get exactly <laughs> that face 
of horror and don't make me you can't make me <laughs> so you're far in, 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 than me because i i haven't sent an email around asking i've just accepted the ones that have got in touch i i i, I can't and that's terrible isn't it in a way no no you've got to be in a place to be able to to receive that to be able to do it and i in previous years i've not oh. pursued it this year um i did I felt like go for it Helen find out and then it's feedback as well for me because if a student didn't do quite as well then we can look at whether it was just a miss whether we can encourage them to go for a remark if it was a couple of marks off or if it was the pressure of the exam or whether they did I can then reassess my teaching it's it's an evaluation for me but yeah it was the first year I did it so it was the first year you did it and it's really it looks like it's really coming from a place of confidence you take it for that. Um, maybe it was, I'll pretend. Maybe it, maybe it was the GNT you had before. Um, but I, I think it's from a place of confidence. And I think that, you know, it would be interesting to hear, Claire, whether this time next year you do write that email. And, and whether it takes a year of, of thinking to be able to, because it's almost like you have to, you, it's a different level is it a different level of commitment and relationship and building yourself up to be able to follow through after the exams? I'm struggling to answer because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a mean question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it's because I care so much. Yeah. And I want them to do well. So it's almost avoiding. But then again, they may have done well. It's the <laughs> So if I don't know, that's okay. <laughs> I'm wondering whether you're going to consider writing that email maybe this week. There's a possibility. If I, um, <laughs> I, I do actually do um because of having my own website for my website i do a promotional thing at the beginning and the end of each half term so i have got one to send out tomorrow so i could embed it as a general message <laughs> i sort of do let me know how you if you yeah. have please get in touch i really yeah yeah i might do it that's that's like a halfway house because it'll go to everyone generally current students past students etc yeah yeah um that's nice thanks helen helen said that she'll share with you the 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 um phrasing that she agonized over um to spare you the agony which is how we roll around here and actually um since you're talking about you know sending out an email to your to your um your mailing list let's talk about next year so, Claire, you gave me a sense of how much of your schedule is booked so far. Will you tell us about that, please? Yeah. Um, Monday, Tuesday and Thursday evenings are pretty well booked. Um, Wednesday is empty at the moment, but I have four sessions, um, one on a Tuesday, two on a Wednesday and one on a Thursday, which are going to be, cross fingers, groups of a maximum of five students. So everything's online. Um, I have three in my Thursday session. Everybody seemed to want Thursday. Um, so Tuesday and Wednesday are empty at the moment. 
it's a new thing for me. I have done through the National Tutoring Programme yeah. um, online with um, groups of students, which has worked really successfully. So I'm bringing it into my own tutoring for the first time. I did a little bit since January, but not very much. So hopefully that will build up and build up. That's really informative. Thank you. Um, Kamal, what does next year look like for you? Uh, yes, it's it's, uh, it's filling up. Uh, so I've got uh, potentially uh, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesday mornings, and then there's uh, uh, Thursdays. I've got I've got uh, two already. Uh, I might be doing some other work on Fridays, but I also I'm starting working um, as a, as a school governor. So I've, I've, I've appointed as a school governor. So for local primary schools. So I don't know if any of you have done any of that and what was your experience? So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so, yeah. Claire, Helen's shaking her head. Claire, have you, have you had a... No, neither have I. I think that's a really interesting thing to be oh. doing. Is it a school that you know well? Uh, no, the thing is that it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's in our local area, but it's very similar to the school that uh, my kids went to. So my, my kids went to Kavisham Primary. So that, that had had all the problems, you know. But this is it's not that one. It's it's Kavisham uh, Park uh, uh, Primary. So it's it's a it's a smaller version. So I think that was nice because I, I was too close to to Kavisham Primary, yes. emotionally attached. So this is a more independent as well. Yes. So um, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So it's, it's something I would I would really recommend. You know, then they, they, they look something that you, it doesn't doesn't take all a huge amount of time but it it, it really they, 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 you have a lot to, to contribute as well to, to absolutely that. right i think that's an awesome idea um we've been in touch this week with the association of governors um we made a friend over there at the last uh, school show we went to and i think it's a great way to to um uh stay stay in touch stay fresh and participate and bring what we know. Helen, I'm calling on you, but you've turned your screen off. <laughs> Helen, what does next Sorry, year look like? Sorry, my phone went just as you were about to do that. So. Right. What, is, what does next year look like for you? Uh, actually, next year, I don't know at the moment. I am full as it stands yeah. um, for after school work. Um, I do the two evenings um, around my own family my own young children and then some daytime alternative provision work um I could potentially squeeze in a couple more hours in the day but it's going to be tight mm -hmm. uh, to do that so in that sense I am shocker isn't that amazing but now the thought process is where do I go next yeah I, I'm one-to-one -one at the moment I like being one-to-one -one. um <laughs> talking of my young ones um yeah. hello uh so whether i run some workshops potentially to target specific topics within the gcse math curriculum that people find a headache um running some of those potentially so uh yeah that's i don't know yet i gotta make a decision at the end probably at the end of the holidays when uh young children aren't joining me on zoom calls and when you have a moment to think and breathe Ooh, and then after you take one day off it'll happen some point <laughs> Kamal thank you so much for that link I've just opened that in my browser 
um, Kamal's just given us the link to um, Governors for Schools, which placed him in uh, the local Cavisham uh, Park, did you say? So I think that that's a really lovely resource. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And especially in a remote schools, they really need some, some of the, they, you, can, you don't have to be in there in person, Local. but they really look for, looking for people with remote schools, you know, in, in Scotland and things like that. And they really need, yeah, need, need support, need help, you know. So. That's awesome. That's, I, you know, I'm really going to follow that up. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so for me, um, I hope that this year looks really exciting. Um, we have um, some new training that we're rolling out. Andrea is running a new course on Mondays, which is which we've called Tutoring Pedagogy, Principles and Practice. So she's actually four weeks into this 12-week program at the moment. You can join at any time and it will be CPD accredited. Um, what she's doing is she's been unpicking um, the big ideas in, in, in teaching, such as scaffolding, retrieval practice, um, spaced practice, interleaving, all the different um, sequencing, which is a really good one. Um, and what she's done is she's created a duo of sessions. So the first week will be the principles. And then the second week, we'll be looking at that in practice. Um, and we think it's going to be a really, really meaty program. So we've got that. We've got the QT Awards, as you know, um, which are absolutely fantastic and popping up on QT membership cards all over the place. Um, we've got the Chartered College of, of Teachings um, units, which we are delivering from October, and they are a level seven pitch. So it's quite high level work. Um, lots of individual study within a supportive program with me and Andrea. Um, and then we've got um, the relaunch of our CPD accredited five units. Helen, I finally re-recorded them all. I know, and I look four years older. <laughs> so I know. So um, so we re-recorded those and those are going to go live next week. Kamal, you've just finished um, the level three, right? So, um, yeah. I haven't you, finished the level three. I, I just the first first level, the, the first one. You finished uh, the five part. With, with the intuition that the, the, the I, I don't know the, 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 they they said they're going to sponsor it. I don't know. I've not heard anything. Yet. That's right. That's right. So they sponsored the CPD accredited. If they yes. want, if you want to go further with the level three, we can talk about that. But I've just re-recorded the same content with fresher videos, so um, lots more eye contact to the camera and that kind of thing. So I'm pleased about that. I've changed a few of the tasks as well to, because when we first delivered the course, it was all delivered live. And so the tasks were based on live discussions. Um, so there's been a few changes over there as well, which is really nice. But I know in the, I tell you what's really special. And we've got new members signing up every day at the moment. And that's something that's never happened to us before. And there's a sense in tutoring right now of, of, leaning in and focus and commitment that I've never seen before. Um, and it's not the big companies, it's the independent tutors. So um, there's something happening in parents' consciousness and tutors' consciousness. So yesterday, Helen, I spoke to Tutors Plus, uh, and aren't they lovely? So she said that she um, accidentally took August off, and it turned out that her colleague, Alex, was working flat out during August because they did not stop booking new clients. There's something really exciting happening in tutoring at the moment. There wasn't, and, and I think I think what's interesting there also is we probably need to remember to breathe as well. 
because um yeah because I reckon we've worked harder than we usually do this summer have you had any students that have continued during the summer Claire I I had the middle two weeks off yeah I didn't have any students in the two weeks leading up to that but um, last week I had three students, which would be about a third of my students that I'm going to be, no, a quarter, get the maths right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even but I've got 12 <laughs> students, so yeah. three would be a quarter. Yeah, so um, I have had, it, it's a mixture I find holidays, some holidays I have none. Uh, obviously the half term in May is very busy with year 11s. Um, with double extra and everything so yeah I've had the odd one or two this past yeah. week yeah I definitely but the, the summer is very different to any other holiday mm -hmm. isn't it usually it sort of ramps up all the way through the year and then the summer it dips right down again and it feels like that dip hasn't been as low this year Kamal have you had any students who have continued with you during the summer I just had uh, one uh, so I was helping the, the uh, school but I only had two sessions with him and then they went on and, and, and he's starting a new, starting a session uh, in September. So I'll, I'll miss that one. So yeah. just really two, so not, not that much. Yeah. Okay, okay, fantastic. So are there any other insights that you'd like to share on the subject of how exams affect you or what, or what next year looks like? Are there any other insights that are coming up for you that you'd like to share? No, it just it just shows the value of value of tutoring that we can really we we have a good good feel for the student. You know, we you know we get the feedback all the time. Whereas you know in in, in a regular school session uh, in a environment you don't get that feedback and they don't have the connection. And there's so many distractions and so many things that I mean they're, they're talking about uh, maybe extending the 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 school you know having uh, if someone doesn't do well in 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 their uh, school in their in their studies that they will have a, they'll have to come back during the vacation and things like that and and that's uh, I don't know it's it's um, it's good and bad I I don't think I mean it's just, it's like it it may may be seen negatively you know some some people and there are other factors it's not just the so really they they need one to one not 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 to be being if something didn't work out with them in the school if they bullied or something to send them back again would not be a good thing so they really need us so it's something that's an opportunity for us really <laughs> yeah that was a lot of wisdom in that thank you so much I really appreciate that. Um, definitely more of the same is not what our children need. Um, they need a fresh approach, a more targeted approach and a more understanding approach. My kids are facing GCSEs at the moment and um, are daunted. Um, one of them is really struggling with anxiety already as the, the new year comes up. And I think that supporting the, the whole child and keeping in mind the, the, the social and emotional needs at the same time as the academic needs is the best thing we can do for them. Okay, so on that, go on, Helen. The academic can always come later. Oh, that's right. You can always learn again. That's right. And it's harder as you get older to learn. And saying this as I get older and harder to learn. Um, Excuse but me. This one over here just learned Blender this week, which is pretty impressive. Yes. <laughs> 
That is impressive. I'm talking to my own my own self. I find it harder now than when I was 18 to learn. Um, yeah. But the if you're not in a place to learn, then you're not going to take it in. That's right. You need to have that emotional health, and if you've not got that, then that's the priority. That's right. That's you know, it's, it's not just academics. It, you need the, the you need the support. You know that. I mean, I've seen it when I in my I've been to school and some some students who who straight A's, but you know they they, they were not built. They, 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 their personality was not built, and, and you know they they eventually they they they, they crashed and and really had had very tragic uh, uh, endings. So it, it's just support, you know, from that, that uh, it, it, it's academics is part of that, but you should start from a, a good base, you know, so, you know, build the confidence, self-esteem, those are the important things. So you someone may be doing very well academically and have low self-esteem. So it should, they should be doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. I agree. Claire, Claire go ahead. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I do work for... The nudge, I don't know whether people have heard it, but of it, but it's working with students that are otherwise disengaged from mainstream education. Um, and I have not turned down work, that's the wrong word to say, but after trying to work with a student who has all sorts of issues going on where they were in the care system and they were moving to different different care providers and all that sort of thing. And I had to go back to Nudge and say, I'm sorry, but this student can't learn maths right now because there's too much going on for them. So from a personal point of view, I'm basically turning down money because I'm saying I can't work with this student, but you, you, you just can't function if you, if you don't know where you're going to be living that evening as a 14, 15 year old, let alone as an adult. Nice, immense. And the integrity in that is really strong, isn't it? Mm. And I'm sure that they, they only appreciated it and I'll give you the, the work at the right time. Yeah, well, yeah, Nudge is all about catering for students with exactly those issues. So they have a wellbeing department that it's like, not for me, this is where they need to be at the moment. It's a, it's a piece of signposting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's really yeah. safeguarding. Yeah. Um, which Nudge are really, really strong at. Um, well, what is Nudge? Sorry, what is it? What is it? Um, they're an, they're an organisation that um, work with students, as I say, that are not in mainstream education. It could be because the school can't cope with them because of learning difficulties or they've been kicked out of school for whatever reason it could be that the students are in hospital and they're building their way back as I say care system um, all sorts of for whatever reason and they are commissioned either by schools because schools still might have a responsibility for the student they're commissioned by local authorities um, all that sort of thing. So when I started with them three years ago, they were very, very small. They were just based in the northeast in Newcastle, where I was living at the time. But I guess partly because of COVID, they've just gone national over the last two years and become a really large organisation. They are a wonderful organisation. I'm sorry, I didn't mean not mean to interrupt you, Claire. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I was just going to say they they basically have team managers that will get in touch and they'll they'll say we have this student and we want them to do maths, 
but they also have these additional needs. Um, so I, as I say, specialise with the online maths, which for some of their students is brilliant because even COVID aside, they don't want to leave the house. So, and then they'll have other workers that go in and their aim is to get them to go to the local leisure centre or something like that. So it's not all academic, but it leads towards academic and their whole mission is to get kids back into school. I think their, their sort of strap line is um, giving a child a life that's worth living or that's something like that. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Kamal, we've been working with Nudge forever and they, like EM tuition, they put all their um, tutors through QT training. So I'd be really happy to introduce you if you really like me to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay. Uh, I mean, it's really it's so important. You know, I've heard, I've seen some such sad stories. There's one student I was asked to, to, to teach him maths. And he, you know, he looks like a young strapping, you know, lad. And uh, and uh, the first thing I noticed that, you know, he couldn't even in, see, see, the, 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 see the paper. He couldn't read because of, he couldn't see. And then I looked into the, his story was that uh, basically his mother has, had abandoned him and his daughter and his sister abandoned and handed over to the grandmother. Grandmother, I mean, she's old and she's got her, another, um, her husband to look after her. And uh, so, I mean, it was just, just, just uh, I just uh, saw things on his head and things like that, you know, it's kind of like, like scabies, something like that. So I just see he's being um, neglected. And then I, was just, I started um, helping him with read and, and I found that he was actually virtually illiterate. So, you know, and then it's just, just I mean, finally, I mean, they, I think they, they sent him back to school or something. But it's just, it's just sad story. How can a mother abandon her her, her children and and that's handed over to the? I mean, it's wonderful that the, the grandmother is looking after, but she can't. I mean, she's she, she's old. I mean, she's retired, and and it's just terrible. It's very hard. I'm sure when you're working in those families, though, it's really important not to judge yeah. and to do the most you can to help the child. Um, and work as part of a team. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's okay, Helen. I'm also going to wrap up. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Um, Helen, Claire, Kamal, that was a lovely conversation. I look forward to next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Bye, Claire. Bye, Helen. Bye, Kamal. Thank you.